I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Old man, pull yourself together on this very special occasion of it being the last episode. Uh, it's last? I thought this was the 21st, 25th anniversary episode. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the cakes out, Jenna. We did. We got the cakes <laughs> get, out. Hey, girls, get That's your not, cakes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a euphemism. <laughs> Stephen, put your cakes I away. Got, uh, put your cakes away, Stephen. God damn it. But um, I don't, are they tea cakes? What would you call them? Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Fairy cakes, I Fairy believe. cakes. You they, call them on this Is that side? politically correct anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong? Fairies want cakes too. Yes, fairies so, want cakes too. Yes. That's, yeah. And before that's, you get all upset out there yeah. in podcast land, yeah. I do mean, you know. We've just like, upset the whole homosexual population of, of Ireland. Well, that's what they don't like, like being called. Like little called. Tinkerbells that's what I was with <laughs> wings and little like fairy dust and stuff. Uh, don't we believe her, in fairies? I uh, put my hand out there. I got slapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you to put your cakes away. <laughs> uh, especially well anyway i got those ones and they were great so they've got we've got three types of the fairy cakes one was pink icing on top one was chocolate one was white my favorite i don't know if it's the white or the pink i don't know well uh, jenna's only tried the white one i have only tried the white one wow this is a gripping final episode <laughs> jenna has tried the white fairy cake Ooh. <laughs> god this is gonna be a cliffhanger we'll cliffhanger. get back to you at the christmas break <laughs> <laughs> And um, we have come to the end of the podcast, and this is kind of a bonus one mm. for people because I felt like I, I felt that this podcast might come to an end when I started the education, and then it just like abruptly last week or this week, sorry, I put out the last episode. I was like, "That's it, I can't," because um, I realized the amount of work I was going to have to do. But I mm. felt bad that people didn't get to say goodbye to Jenna, and, and Jenna didn't know officially that it was the last one, and I felt bad about that so i called jenna on the old cellular the other day the ding dong the, <laughs> the ding-a-ling you know ding dong is another one. <laughs> oh whoops Put your i called away. Sorry. <laughs> literally <laughs> sorry so what you said there so i called jenna on my penis <laughs> called jenna on the old aubergine <laughs> on the old, you know on the old aubergine i <laughs> uh, said so the reception's not great <laughs> oh my god when's the last time this thing was clean <laughs> uh, oh my god <laughs> now it's a final episode <laughs> well we got so many messages in but i wanted to read this one in particular to the hello steve podcast at gmail.com and it said uh, it didn't say that it said it's from deirdre and it said thank you i've really and actually that's a great way just to start uh, there was no subject and the email just said uh, thank you exclamation mark that's how it started that's a cool Aww. way to start an email <laughs> thank you I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast especially the ones with Jenna Aww. both of these seem very personable yeah she seems that but she's yeah, fucking hard she, work I'm yeah, not gonna lie to you it's true I've been hearing <laughs> that from a very young age both of these seem very personal I think you'd both be great on the radio Oh, I've heard of the radio. I've heard yeah, that, you know. Ah, oh, the wireless. Ah, I love it. Imagine, actually, let's just bathe in that before we get into the uh, rest of the email. <laughs> Imagine Stephen and Jenna had a radio show. I feel like it would be weekly. Okay, I'm with you. Um, because we don't want to put that much work into it. Well, no, I couldn't do it daily. I mean, no. I'm doing other things like... Yeah. No, no. Things. Just, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. because the rest of the time we'll be reading and talking about writing books. Yeah. And then... Grocery um, shopping. I feel like it would be, uh, I don't know, what time of the week do you think our, our oh, weekly time? Oh, come on. Time? Probably like for old people, we'd be on at like <laughs> three o'clock during the day when real people were working and everybody else was at home. Ray Darcy is very offended at what you're saying right now. 
now just <laughs> I see it and I can say in all That's honesty who's Ray Darcy Re- really yeah I don't oh know who that God. is so apparently he's coming back so when we were growing up is he dead no no he, <laughs> when we were growing up uh, for the I think it was all of the 90s he ran a kids show he was the presenter on a kids show called The Den and okay. um, it had Zig and Zag. Have you heard of Zig and Zag? There were two puppets that were like oh, these I think characters. I have. Dustin yeah. the turkey as well, and he was presenter, and yes. it was very very funny. And Zig and Zag actually went off to BBC because they became very successful. <laughs> <laughs> they become very successful and went to the <laughs> they BBC. Up, uh, very successful <laughs> in the United Kingdom. Okay. And uh, Ray went on to do a brilliant show on Today FM called the Ray Darcy Show in the mornings, and that was around the time I remember I was working on building sites back in 2003 for a few years and he had a show on then and it was on like I don't think I was the only one we all lived for that show it was so much fun it was great crack it was on I think it was nine till or maybe it was eight I can't remember if it was 10 to 12. I can't remember. It was like two, three hours in the and morning. And it was what? Like a radio call-in radio show? Radio show. Um, not really call-in show. He, he had a great team. Like, Mairead Farrell was like an assistant on it, but then she would kind of pipe up and all. Now she's a radio DJ on Today FM. Okay. And became a presenter herself and all that stuff. And he ended up... He had a great relationship with this woman, Jenny. Jenny Kelly... They're now married. They have two kids. Him, her, and Ray. Him and Ray, whatever. And uh, her and Ray. That's I was yeah, correct in the first like, place. Oh, yeah. So it was a th- threesome, blah, 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 foursome. <laughs> not following. Was Mar- <laughs> and then there was Will, who was this really dry character, who's like the producer, but he would come out with these nuggets of wisdom or ridiculous facts. Um, so they, there was that dynamic going on. Um, he would have some interviews sometimes. They had like artists at the time would come on and do covers of popular songs that were in the charts. Oh. So that was called even better than the real thing. And then sometimes they would just travel around the country and they would do like a, a live show from a from a barge on a canal in, in Leitrim or something like that and people would be you know come up and they'd you know chat to them it was just great fun it was yeah. brilliant. it was just I'd be working cutting wood going fuck me I'd love I was doing that job you know what I mean it yeah, was just yeah. great uh, fun and it was a certain generation of people and then he moved from Today FM to RTE Radio 1 in the last few years and he's got an afternoon slot there he does I mean, he's been interviewed about it I'm not sure that he's loving it but um Anyway, when I say he's coming back, it's been, um, they've talked about in the last couple of months, the whole country is very excited about it, that the den is coming back. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the kids version or if they're going to do something for yeah, like yeah. my generation, but RT announced recently the den is coming back. Well, I mean, does he need a new assistant? Does he need a new <laughs> wow. you know, like producer yes. commentator? Yeah, because you never know. we're ready yeah. made. Yeah, well, we can make our own puppets. That'd be <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> what are you doing yeah, today, I've Jen got and socks. Steve? <laughs> I've got socks without mates. Let's do it. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, he has this afternoon hour now on RT Radio 1, but I feel like we would we'd have like a niche i don't know it sounds bad but like a sunday evening kind of like 11 p.m kind of thing that we've pre-recorded okay yeah because we, actually i get tired after yeah 10, exactly, because, so. we're, because we're actually in bed when that's on yeah exactly not together but um, <laughs> just clarifying this is how rumors get started um yeah as long as we're not like 2 p.m like remember mm. gay burn had that show um, yes where he played jazz for white people yeah uh, at two i fucking hated that show and that was my first exposure to <laughs> Irish radio. Was that radio. on RT or was he on Lyric? It was, it like was on Lyric. Lyric. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, 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 We used to drive down uh, to see my partner's mother when she was still with us, RIP, <laughs> and um, we'd go down for Sunday lunch and we'd always right. hit Gabo's show and it right. was just and you like... To kill her. God, I yeah. just wanted to absolutely. Uh, who is this man? And yeah, I yate yeah, this yeah. show. Okay, okay. It was the worst. Jazz now we're going to do ever. some more uh, jazz from. It sounds the same. It still yeah, sounds the same. It still sounds the same. <laughs> and it's still being played by white people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think a Sunday evening, because it's like a bit, you know you don't know who you're going to catch at that time but we could be quirky and have our own like chemistry between each other but then you'd read a passage from Jane Austen or something like that randomly as I do you know me always spouting out speaking of reading passages I've I've ended up being the guy in school right uh, this week who they asked the other students asked the teacher for me to read out the poem isn't that funny? Wait, why? What did they sense about you? Did because they have I previous read, knowledge? I, no, but they picked something up because I read, uh, I got asked, to, well, we volunteered to, and nobody's putting their name forward, to read um, the two characters in Plato's Republic. And uh, nobody was obviously, you know, pitching up. So I was just like, yeah, yeah I'll read it, you know, because yeah. to me, it's just reading a script. It's not, right, a, it's not sure. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, 
nobody really said anything about that. But then the next day in English literature, we had to read out The War Horse by Van Boland. And one of the students go, uh, basically, uh, Miss, can Stephen read that, please? He's very, and she's like, oh, oh, okay, you've been volunteered there, Stephen. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I read it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, these are not kids, right? These are all our age. Yeah, these I'm are grown-ups. Like, um, miss, it was, miss. It was that um, sort of Stephen exactly. has a really good speaking voice. <laughs> Can he be the words? And then, uh, so then I read it out, and like I didn't know what everything meant, but I know how to make things sound dramatic. You yeah, know? sure. <laughs> and, and the room was still when you when the teacher. You the teacher literally went, "Thank you so much for that, Stephen. That was you a real pleasure." Bullshitter. I swear to God. I swear to God. And I was like, I was like blushing, going, Jesus guys, calm down. Like, do you know what I mean? It was like oh. fucking that uh, was very funny. Very funny. Um, you have you have great power, Stephen. Well, that's from the from the voice. Well, it's just uh, you're not um you're not d- uh, talking down anybody else. But I mean, if you've done it for fucking years, reading no, a script totally. or reading, yeah, you just know how to make it sound interesting. That's yeah, all. that's exactly it. And we're we're of the same cloth that way. Yes. Yeah, let's just blow each yes. other's own horn. Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when I was a kid, when I was about uh, ten years old, and all through grade school in the states, I I assume they still do this. After lunch, you would have about half an hour where the teacher would just read aloud right. from a book, and you'd get through books that way. And it was just kind of a way to digest your food yes. and sit there and be quiet. Well, for that's kind of cool. I mean, they did that in my school. Yeah. But when I was in sixth grade, which is I think ten or eleven or something, I don't know how this happened, but after lunch readings were done by yours truly. Yeah, and well, let me just you tell go. you, that was a huge thing. Students didn't read aloud. Yes, I mean in front of the class yes. like that. It was always a thing the teacher did, and for some reason, my teacher was like, "Jenna, you're just gonna you go ahead, you do that." Really? And I was like, "Okay." And I loved it because I'm a total ham. I've loved the spotlight yes. from the word go. Well, he, I think the kids hated me, but, but whatever. But did the teacher ask you or the kids? Or the kids wanted you to do it. No, it was the teacher. Right. So but yours is cooler because it was students. But the, I remember, the, I remember being in. Fifth year in St. Declan's College in Cabra, where it's not far from here where I was in school. And I remember uh, the first time I saw a script, it was The Plough and the Stars, Sean O'Casey. And uh, so I didn't even read. I don't think I knew I had a great concept of, of play or anything. But anyway, we were told the characters. And when this person comes up, you read and blah, blah. And then I got this character of Fluter, right? And mm. I was just a messer. And so when my line came up, I started talking like this and blah, 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 and the whole classroom started pissing themselves laughing. And as per usual, I thought I'm going to get in trouble. Looked up, the teacher was laughing. She's like, keep going. I was like, oh, right. And then the next day, when we had to keep reading the play again, the lads requested, get Stephen to do, get Stephen to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting dynamic because I've never, I don't know if I've ever felt that, but it was also, it was the first time that I felt I was good at, at, at something like that. Do you know what I mean? I totally. Didn't, yep. I was like, oh, it didn't make sense to me. And I didn't have a place to go out into the world with that either then yeah. afterwards because it's like, I didn't know about acting or I didn't yeah. know about um, all that stuff. But... I've been learning. So you're saying, so we're the exact same there that we actually get something and you're saying hogging the limelight. Yeah. And that is part of a learning style that I I learned this yesterday because we were doing all these surveys about how Mm. you find out what your learning style is. And there, one of them is like that I found out that I learn hourly by yeah. listening yeah. and uh, through conversation. Okay. If I have to read or something that's very hard for me to keep focused, it's very hard. Or kinesthetic is the other thing. So from like the apprenticeship, from chefing and all, I learn by doing. Yeah. You can continuously tell, write this note down now so you remember. It's like it doesn't it doesn't go in. Right. But if I do it and do it and do it, then it goes in. Sure, yeah. Even on the film last week, I don't. I never learned the lines. I never learned the lines. <laughs> it's like I've read it lots and, you know, you tried to to kind of feel it in your head yeah but until we're actually there on the spot and i know exactly where the camera is and i know where exactly that character is going to be and where i'm where the bar is and when i'm going to put my hand like yeah. that i'm going to walk here and you know until all that has worked out it's irrelevant learning the lines to me yeah i know it. yeah yeah Do you know what i mean i know what you mean because and the other thing too is I've I've been to auditions where you've had to memorize scripts mm. and it's that it's a training thing. You walk into that audition and your heart rate goes up and the adrenaline kicks in yes. yeah, and yeah. they're like, "Can you do it like this?" Yes. And in that's not how you've remembered mm. to do it. And mm. so, yeah, you really have to be in the moment mm. and and I think you're right. You have to put yourself in the mental space mm. and then it's a different deal. Because you block yourself 
by learning uh, lines in a lot of way. Well, certainly me. Everybody again. What I'm learning about people's learning, um, the way that they they learn their learning styles. But if you're at me and at me and at me to learn the lines, learn the lines, learn the lines, then when I'm acting the thing, I'm focusing on remembering lines. Yeah. And that's not what you want when you're film acting. Yeah. It's 95% technical. So, he, he, like, they'll tell you what the shot is. For I remember one shot last week, I had one line. And so you th- on script, you kind of go, that's one line, that's easy peasy. Yeah, but you have to walk from there to there at that point. When the camera pans that way, make sure you pull the handle there. Bang the door at this point. Walk over here and wait for the camera to stand there. When she finishes polishing, polishing the gl- gl- glass, I want you yeah. to huff and then go, boom and then deliver your line yeah 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 that's how many things you've got to remember it's yeah. not about the line i know it's all blocking yeah yeah it's, that's it's, it's it so Absolutely. technical it's so technical yeah i yeah well i think it's interesting you're learning all that stuff now because i feel like when i was younger and in school they would give us these tests that were supposed to be about what is your learning style what's your personality right. style? you know all of those yes. things but they didn't mean anything to me at the time. Right. And, you know, okay. I just think a lot of that stuff doesn't sink in until you're an adult. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fair enough. I just, I mean... Because you might be dealing with, like, loads of other things going on in your body anyway, like your hormones, like, well, you know, all that kind of... obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, like, weird family situations. Yeah. You don't care what kind of learner you are. You're yes. just like, I'm trying to survive every day. That's a great so, point. That is a great point. Yeah. You are trying to survive all the other shit, let alone your learning style. Exactly. So did you think you knew, like, in high school or going into community college that you knew how you learned? Um... It's funny, when I went into community college, uh, because I went later in my 20s, I took it very seriously. Yeah. And there was one particular uh, teacher, he was a history teacher, I think he was in his last year, he was about to retire, he really did present as a relic. He was so (laughs) old. Oh, God. And the class was just full to the brim of mostly kids in their like late teens, early 20s. You could tell they were just like, this is a history 101 course. I just want to get out of here with a decent grade. However, he took it very seriously in the sense that he's like, look, young people, not only am I going to teach you history, but I'm going to teach you how to learn history. Right. And he handed out just a lot of like photocopies about study styles. Mm. And I took it all just as seriously as he was presenting it. And I took a lot of that um, on board and it made studying and note taking for me throughout the rest of my college career a lot easier. Really? And it was all that technical stuff. Like, you know, this is a thing, a study that came out of Harvard that shows if you take notes like this, it will be easier for you to both take notes and retain the information. Really? And I just did it that way. And that's all I did. It's just a skill. Yeah, it's just a little, you know, little tricks and wow. things. So you're gonna show that to me later on. Uh, yeah. Do you take? I'm curious though. Do you take notes by hand? Um, I actually, because of the situation that we're in now on um, with COVID, it's all on Zoom at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, and I just open another document <laughs> on my laptop and type away. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and, I, right. and I have like documents in each folder of each class, and I just put the date on, and I'll add a few notes here and there. But then there's also because they're all doing presentations, right? Um, all the presentations are available online for us as well, so you can look back over them. And okay. Um, so I did do a little bit of hand note taking, but I definitely um, uh, I kind of a little bit struggle with the note taking. I, I find yeah with yeah. my hand, but because I'm quick at typing, that mm. seems to be helpful. Um, that I think it's going to be the combination of two of those things. For me, it seems to be I kind of need to know what the point is, and then I'll be able to gather and, yeah. and take the right notes. Then, so for example, we got our assignments now, so I'm like, brilliant. Okay, that's what I have to focus on. I'm going to uh, get the information on that. Okay, uh, for example. Uh, we're studying this poem. Mm. But the first class was on poetic terminology. Mm-hmm. So going back into learning onomatopoeia, assonance, alliteration, similes, etc., etc., etc. And I knew that I was going to have to have all those stuff in a good, clean document to be able to refer to all the time yeah, in order yeah. to be able to refer to the poem when I am uh, analyzing it. Right. And sure enough, then we're a- analyzing the poem the next day and straight away just click a button. There's all, there's assonance. Okay, there's great assonance there. That's a simile. Mm-hmm. That's onomatopoeia. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. So, yeah, I, I suppose I am learning t- in, to a degree my learning style. But because I learn hourly as well, it's telling me things like you should record um or you should read out loud all the time sorry mm. 
So anything that you ha- do have to read, read it out loud. Yeah, okay. And I do do that, I realize, in my life anyway. If I really want to, even if I'm reading a book and it's not, it's too technical, I'll just start reading it out loud and it starts to go in a bit differently. Okay. Um, But then it, it was also saying, record yourself reading out loud and then listen back to it. Yeah. And you just, so I can be going for a walk and it's just going in again, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, yeah, I found when I had to like just know dates and titles and artists and all that kind of stuff yeah um i it did benefit me to write everything down yeah you just yeah. I, it wasn't enough to just look at a page mm. and be like i see the date and the name and all yes, of that exactly if i just go went do it again and wrote it and wrote it and yeah. then studied my own handwriting yes there's something about your own handwriting yeah. and connecting to the information that's a good point you've just made me do that i just realized because i've even done that myself so even though i have notes write them out again yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and if you're a visual learner you color label all the mm-hmm. you color label you saw different color highlighters different color pens etc 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 i just realized we got to get back to the email sorry mm. guys they're gonna get very annoyed at that oh my god that must have been <laughs> the most boring di- tangent for everyone and then they talked <laughs> about <laughs> note taking for 20 <laughs> fucking minutes we've gone from very sorry we started off well and then it was like you're <laughs> very critical of this podcast jenna Jesus. okay <laughs> I just want it to be fun for everybody. So she said, thank you. Let's recap. <laughs> dear just said, <laughs> we did wander off the path. Dear just said, Jesus. thank you. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast, especially the ones with Jenna. Both of you seem very personal. I think you'd be good on the radio. See how far we went? Oh, <laughs> wow. And then. So then, but this yeah. does connect. This is why our detour was good. Because okay. the next paragraph says, I wasn't great academically at Mm. school lived in a very tense household and think i was disassociated most of my younger life Uh i knew i wasn't completely lacking in intelligence and did not get a degree and did get a degree and masters i am very proud of those achievements i do have a stable well-paid career as a result those bits of paper didn't change my ability however they had a huge impact on my confidence yep Having listened to you on the podcast, you come across as bright and engaged, well able for any of life's challenges, academic or otherwise. The very best of luck in all your future endeavors and keep us posted on your book launch. Every happiness to you and your little family. So thank you so much, Deirdre. Such great words of kindness. Yeah. Um, and yeah and good for you good for you for going out there and fucking grabbing some things you, yeah we all have the Leg- ability legally we, yeah legally <laughs> i didn't mean like you went looted or anything but or i mean it, it just goes to show like i think all of us undersell ourselves we yes. think we can't but yeah. it's just the trying yeah and we surprise ourselves thing is i i like i've probably for, i'm shocked i was saying to you before we came on I, i'm sh- absolutely shocked at how happy I am this week mm. being being in school. Like, so, so, so happy. And I think that says to me personally that I've been waiting a long time. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah. Um, I dropped out of school when I was 17 and I realized I dropped out 17 years ago. So that's <sighs> half of my life. Damn. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But um, but also just to, like... It, it's great to be in this state of kind of really, I'm not in, too intimidated by anything. Yes, it's going to be challenging, the education, but I'm not too intimidated by anything and I'm excited by it all. And um, yeah, it's it, it's all good. But yeah, you're right. We all have our, the com- I can see where the confidence levels in people comes from all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've overcome these academic challenges. I can critically think. Of yeah. course it affects your confidence. That's it. And I think also when you're, it, maybe if you've been coasting for a while, I refer to myself. <laughs> but I mean, if you've if you've done things in your life, like for me, I have a hard time remembering. I'm the person that left my country and exactly. moved abroad. I can't believe that after you know telling myself, oh, I'm not good enough to get a master's, I got a master's, yes. and that you know certain things that I was able to achieve. That I went to France with my dog for three months once, you know, yes. things like that. And then we talked about that age. I remember that Yeah, crazy story. But then when you stop kind of setting certain goals for yourself or challenges and you've just sort of been flatlining for a while, it, you just wonder where did that person go? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes to get motivated because it's, it is so much easier after a day at work to just go home and like get on the couch where a bomb couldn't get you off, you know? And it's like, okay, how do you, conceive of projects that will keep you focused and interested Mm. you know that's 
it's it's hard with that in mind with regards you talking about things that you have achieved as well i did want to say to you in particular that of hello steve our podcast of which this will be 94 all right in the episodes and you've been on a lot of those i haven't counted them but it's a lot great and then we and then there was another 14 episodes on um patreon so you've been podcasting a lot in the last year and a half, I have been riding and, <laughs> your coattails hard. Yeah, no, but you have because you're really great at it. And the reason that I had asked you to do it at the time, as I said to you ages ago, because I remember the crack that we would have had in the establishment in which we worked <laughs> <laughs> all those years ago. Um, but um, I was like, oh, perfect for for a podcast. But so you know, but the thing is, you know, from this alone, again, this is self confessing You know how to podcast. Yeah. I mean, pl- all it is, I mean, the gear and all that crap. It's just plugging stuff in, you know. Right. But you know how to podcast, and that's yeah. fascinating. And there's a, there's a co- 150% an audience out there for you not to mention all those people that read that uh, the, the fixed stars everybody that's read that book and is on um, talking about that on YouTube and all that would listen to you on a podcast Did anybody and fucking read love that? it I want to know Joyce said she was going to read it oh good um, so Thank she you, you know, we did get a specific message about that she's like a great podcast loved it oh great and she's going to read the fixed stars good because I did actually loan it to somebody who I know who is... Um, so you finished it and passed it on? I did, yeah. but I'm getting it back. But she's <laughs> um, she is queer, she's in a relationship, and it's very interesting to get her take on it because I, I don't have the full story, but she's not fully impressed by it right interesting and, and i love those angles yeah I love it. and i'm she she's even said i'm not even quite sure why i haven't quite pinpointed what it is but right. there's something about something doesn't feel right yeah and uh-huh. i'm fascinated because yes. as a straight person i'm reading it going oh my god this is fat but i don't know do i don't you, know what the other side is do you think there's an element of she thinks that she is uh up playing certain aspects because it's a great story to sell Possibly. Mm. I mean, maybe it's the idea that um, uh, a queer story is, in a sense, being co-opted by a straight woman. Right. I mean, you know, she's straight in the book and then she realizes she's queer. So what, you know, maybe... I don't know, but I'm fascinated to talk to her more about it. So uh, ethically is the wrong word, but she, uh, ideologically is is why, by the book what she's saying that she was straight and now she's queer. Yeah. And that's the way that it was. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I didn't realize I was always queer. Yeah. And she's saying it just that came, I was actually straight and, it, I, and I changed. Yeah. And it, right. it came to me, you know, it was just not anything I ever recognized prior to this. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, you need to anyway. be more aware <laughs> well, someone was being really blind and stupid all their Be lives. Be more aware of it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I watched the film because I haven't read. I haven't got it, I literally two weeks. I haven't had a chance at all to get to it. But um, I oh, well, watch loads of interviews. Now. You're not going to be. I'm not reading anything. Yeah. I just realized the other day I'm not going to read all the books no. that I bought and all the other things I'm going to do. I'm not going to read shit. No, you're not. You're going to be deep in it, my yeah. friend. And I'll tell you what else is going to happen. You're going to get through this entire program after like three or four years. And then when you come out, you'll be like, I don't think I'm going to read a book for about two years. Right. And that's shit. about right. Okay. And then you'll go back to it. Go back. So, yeah. But just know it's a process. Anyway, you were saying. I'm going to send <laughs> you the link to, um, I, I think everybody should do this. Maybe I'll post it with this with this episode. The link to, um, I did this. It was another part of the test thing. So, we did the learning things to find out what way, what learning style you mm. are. But then we found one. Sorry, we did another test, quite extensive actually, on your interests and how that would help you to decide what further study slash employment you'd like to do. Oh, right. Okay. And I was, and it'll give you four. Um, So I was, uh, sh- I wasn't shocked by the answer at all because my thought was I'd like to go on to do political science with something else, maybe mm. philosophy, maybe sociology, maybe, because this is for, for Trinity College access program. So I was looking at those things and I thought it'd be interesting, but I, th- I was like, is this just a flight of fancy? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this is a really extensive test to ask you all these questions. And what finished high on my interest was l- literation, which was anything to do where I'm expressing my ideas. Mm-hmm. 
and all the work things that come under that. I never even thought of these as jobs, but obviously that's what I've exactly been doing with the podcast is I have ideas and I talk about them, you know, so you're putting it out there for the people. That's exactly what you do with stand-up comedy. Yeah. That's exactly what you do when you write with stuff. But also, like, I'm massively politically interested and stuff like that, and all the jobs that came under that was, was within politics, like working for a think tank, persuading people, not necessarily becoming a politician, yeah, but you yeah. can work in, you know... But it's um, policy-making. Policy-making, yeah. legislating law, discussing with people how are we going to make this work yeah, yeah. how can we change that etc etc and there's loads of fields within politics that you can that sure. you can work in you know um and this is a test that like anybody can get access to yeah it's just an online thing yeah, yeah. oh my god totally post yeah, yeah. it with I'm this gonna, website uh, yeah, we totally. all want to do you that so i finished high on literation was first and creativity was second but that shows you know those are the two and then then naturist was like third but it was like way behind us. that's what i was thinking yeah what like no, you that's go a naked, naked person there, <laughs> no, <not> just people... <laughs> no that's nudist, i really want to be uh, naked uh, no <laughs> interested in, uh, interesting things to do with nature like so administration uh social work and stuff i was all like way way down like you know yeah but it's interesting <laughs> i'm like social work no but, but, thank you but, but even like broadcasting or even broadcast journalism yeah. or like all those things that i'm like yeah i just never figured out how to get into those worlds but if i go and study this subject area to get a degree in that then i can you yeah, know yeah. go off into that world Um i was even watching the news last night there's a guy brian o'donovan he's the u.s correspondent for rte mm-hmm. i just googled him Realize he just studied DCU and communications. Yeah. Worked for one radio company, another radio company, and now he's doing this. Well, I'm telling you, like, I think half these jobs, you know, where you look like you're a real player is just about, it's about showing up. Yes. It's about doing what you say you're going to do and getting it done. Yes. Um, Sometimes. Which is hard as a creative. It is hard as a creative, yeah. Jesus. But you have yeah. to just, hands up. Yeah. Sorry, I pointed at you as I you said You did that. point at me, and yeah. then I put my <laughs> hand aggressive. up like, yes, I'm guilty. Just Body explain. language all over the place. Play-by-play <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> play for the listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think sometimes, uh, you know, not to, not to diss anybody, sometimes it's not even about the quality of the work. It's just about getting the work in. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, just turning, you're absolutely right. It's just so turning you just up. be a mediocre whatever, but you just do it, Stephen. <laughs> you just show up and do it. I'm kidding. Of course, you're a superstar, a goddamn superstar. Yeah, well, I don't, like I genuinely, out the other side of this, I genuinely don't know because it's what these tests do really well is that they go, here are your interests, but it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to work in this interest. It does mean that you should do something to, um, like if you work in a field or if you're going to have a career in a field, you should be interested in it because otherwise you can, you, you're not going to be able to stick at it. Yeah. So if you are interested in it, great, but also not to discount your hobbies, it said. So that was great because yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, so does that mean, because it's very hard, for example, to have a career in stand-up comedy. You know, the industry is taking a big hit. Is it going into the future? Does it mean that people could actually make a living out of it? You know, we don't know. There's loads of marketing things to look at there. But could, would it mean that I would get a career in something that I study in college and I still get my kick of doing stand-up comedy by writing a book or by doing yeah, stand-up comedy? Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Even just to put that language on it and to deliver it to you makes you realize, oh yeah, why do I have to just do stand-up comedy and be successful at that? I can get that outlet in loads of different yeah, ways. Yeah, you absolutely can. And I think generally people have to have these outlets because you can't, well, A, we don't really live in a world anymore where you start a career in your 20s and yeah. that's what you retire from. That's true for from. life. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. Yeah, that's, that's over. So, if you're going into the work world, you have to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. You know, all of all the terminology, you have to be able to pivot quickly and yes. do all of these things. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> but if you've got these extras on the side, mm. it's, it's all part of making you, um, you know, you can improvise. Yes. You yeah. can get out there and totally. you can make different situations work for you. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm even thinking like I, like I could end up, for example, out the other side working say in an office of politics and having to come up with legislation whatever all the skills that you've done from stand-up comedy you'll be able to give a presentation or yeah. you'll be able to come up with write an idea because you've done all these assignments in college you know blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. all this kind of stuff so but i think you're very very right about that you, maybe it does take people till later in life to realize all these things about themselves you know I, I mean i think i think it does i think there are a lot of very smart people who can figure out things much earlier mm. and you you know, not not to throw the both of us under the bus, but <laughs> I do think that people who come from maybe a troubled background yes. or difficult childhood, I agree. It's just it just fucking takes us longer. It takes to you longer to get on. 
I think that's harsh because I think you have to shed. Like my therapist literally said that to me today. She keeps telling me, well, "Stop saying that. You weren't able to. You didn't have the opportunity." Because I was like, I kind of regret. I, I could have done this ten years ago, you know. But you weren't able to. You're still shedding off all that shit of all the drugs you took five yeah, years before yeah. that. Think about that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, fuck. So I mean, then that comes back into the conversation about social economic classes. Of, you know, if you are lower, not, that's not to say that all people with wealth are always happy, but if you're lower social economically and you might have a situation where your family don't have a lot of money and that stress is impacted on you as a child, etc., you know, that builds up. Yeah. And then, you, then you're shedding lots of anxiety or you're trying to battle lots of anxiety on a daily basis uh, as opposed to going yeah. in and knowing what your learning style is. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, and we've talked about it before, Maslow's hierarchy. Mm. If you're just working with survival if that's yes. where you're at and yeah. you grow up in a household the, whose mindset is about having enough money yes. having enough food yeah. being able to cover rent or mortgages or whatever that's the mindset that you go into adulthood in and totally you're you're, co- you're constantly trying to just want to jesus think about you <laughs> <laughs> thank god i didn't have to worry about that one you can have that one yourself but i mean if if you come from a background where money is not so much of an issue mm. then what are you going forward with you're going forward with a, a sense of security behind you, mm. financial. You don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming mm. from or whatever. You're just worrying about how do you develop yourself? How yes. do you become your best self? Yes. Whereas the guy at the bottom of the hierarchy is like, how do I cover my rent? Mm. How do I become my best self? I get a meal in my stomach. That's my best self. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm shocked at some of the people that I know in the world have come across that, like the sense of self-confidence that they have in themselves and don't necessarily always have great talent or, or, or great ability in certain fields, but their sense that they never question themselves. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I meet those people too, and I'm like, do you understand that you're a talentless slob? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think you're amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it, and I. It's just I an, don't a get self. It. Well, it's just, a, it's a bit, yeah, we don't get it because we didn't come from those backgrounds. No. When you come from a background when you're being told that you're great. 24 7 then you just you don't question yourself at all i've seen it so we all have We've yeah all seen it. and it is quite and the, i've gotten to like i saw a lot of it in london when i was living in london it's like most londoners just seem to have it yeah. but um uh but what i did learn was i learned to stop hating it or having a chip on my shoulder about it because like oh fair fucks yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to go hats off to you because you've got no talents but you're still cracking on there i know you're not questioning yourself at all it's amazing but i find that too with And this is a personal failing for me. When I meet people, young people in their 20s who have this real sense of confidence and it, I don't know where it comes from and I'm really fucking suspicious of it. (laughs) If I meet a 20 year old who isn't on some kind of low boil depression, I don't get it (laughs) because to me, life is infused with nothing but clinical depression on some level. And when I meet people who are genuinely cheery i've seen that look in your face when you're looking at people like that and you're going what the fuck yeah i know you saw it all too often i'm sure <laughs> yeah just like what is happening good morning to you yeah, yeah, whatever what do you mean good morning yeah, you fucking asshole <laughs> exactly what's so goddamn good about it <laughs> yeah but i'm i and honestly i i do think it's with younger people because kids are being raised in a completely different way now there's a way yeah. that that it's, it's what it should what be. it should have been yeah it should have been you yeah. know not to raise them with these weird hang-ups mm. and just to raise them as like forward-thinking people who mm. respect themselves and others yeah why does it make me suspicious i know i know i, I don't it, get it it's because it, like we were looking in psychology we were talking about certain um psychologists who, who had carried out different tests and one, one of them i can't remember his name now had carried out these tests on the on to to kind of program a kid his theory was basically that every child is a clean slate tassa um, well done rabula yeah rasa, tassa rabula yeah 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 tassa rabula or rasa tabula rasa tabula because yeah, tablet well is tabula yeah, yeah, well done rasa tabula go fuck yourself you're not even in the class and you know the words uh, <laughs> i've taken classes yeah but anyway yeah. but so yeah the, the little albert experiment where um uh, little baby they bring in a rat he plays with the rat they bring in a rabbit he loves the rabbit he bring in a uh, dog plays dog loves it blah 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 then they do it all the second time and anytime he goes to touch any of these things they smash this big fucking loud bell behind him and he gets a big f- fright and then the third time they bring bring him back a month later to play with the rat whatever and he's scared of all of them he doesn't want to go anywhere near them so they've programmed him to be scared of the 
of the rats, etc., etc. Now it's obviously highly unethical, and it would never happen. When now. did this happen? Yeah, it was black and white and very grainy when that uh, video was taken. Oh, yeah, no. we watched it. It's on YouTube. It's awful. Little <gasps> little Albert experiment. Oh my but, god. Um, yeah, it wasn't very nice. But um, <laughs> but um, useful. <laughs> but 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 his theory is basically all kids are clean slates. And to your point of like kids are being raised now t- so that they don't so that they see the world a different way or they have that self-confidence that they're clean slates. So if they are being given the love and the care and the attention, then, you know, they are going to feel loved. They're going to feel that they should, they deserve attention. Yeah, yeah. And and all, like even down to little things like I noticed with my daughter and all her friends at the moment, they don't know the skin color. Right. Like genuinely. Yeah, yeah. It's not a topic of conversation. Yeah. It's not something that's ever brought up. Like my daughter has dolls here of all different colors and all that. And it's it's never been mentioned. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, it is unusual for me, for example, to see a black doll uh, in the, in the in the house because I'd never seen, I'd literally never seen them as a, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have to go like, yeah, that's, why wouldn't that be a thing? And the, But I noticed my daughter playing with all the dolls and it doesn't matter what color they are it's never she never asked yeah never never asked a question about it huh. isn't it interesting yeah no it is interesting yeah. and you're right yeah it's it and i think too it's probably less an issue around here because you have more faces of color yeah yeah i think so and i think possibly in dublin in general but but then like having lived in london like dublin is useless in comparison which you know what i mean yeah, to yeah. me dublin's very multicultural right okay compared yeah to, to where me dublin I grew is up, super so. white yeah 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 to me in comparison to london's dublin's super white yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because like even like uh, african and caribbean culture is such a big part yeah. of parts of london for example like you've hold boroughs that would be like that. That's, you know areas that are bigger than Dublin that would be of different like Tur- you've got the Turkish area, yeah, you've got the yeah. Caribbean area, you've got the Colombian area, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's all positive, you know, it moving is all forward. Positive. Um, but I I think the psychology stuff is fascinating. Yeah, and I wish actually I would have done more of that in uh, college, but. I probably didn't want to learn that much about myself. So I was like, yeah, maybe we'll just keep this pretty basic. It's yeah. funny. Everyone who started the course, they asked, like, what do you want to do on the first day? What They asked, what would you like to do in your degree? And everybody was psychology. Like, nearly everybody wanted to be psychologists. Yeah, they and want I to figure don't. themselves out. Do you think that's what it is? No, They it all is? said they Absolutely. want to help people, but it's like, yeah, they want to figure... <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> went, nah. No. They want to figure out what the fuck's wrong with them. Now, because I'm sorry, like, all the psychology majors I knew in college... They were more often than not young women who had some kind of something eating disorder yeah, or yeah, just yeah. some stuff in their background. Well, that's true. Everybody who said going into it came from a place of something going on uh, a little bit heavier in their lives. Um, but oh, I was fascinated by how young psychology is as well. Like as an a- academic study, like oh, yeah. psychology is like brand new, like Absolutely. brand new. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't been that into. It. I don't know why. Like I'm fine. Like I find the experiments interesting and the of where it came from but i'm not massively into it it's mm. weird well that's because i mean no you've you've, <laughs> you've been in therapy yeah okay, and i mean yeah, in yeah. a way it's like you are working on it so yeah, yeah i'm not that fascinated by it at all like people like I, I i'm interested to see how people feel the all the guys that want to be psychologists if they still feel that way because to me like because it's so young you see how little of it there is now philosophy on the other hand fucking hell the oldest like the I, oldest like, profession oh, i am oh, wait, like no. so like loving that like and kind of going these conversations are fucking amazing and uh socrates is a fucking punk you know <laughs> <laughs> um so like yeah i found i find that fascinating genuinely yeah, yeah. because it's so into like especially the the philosophy of that time philosophy politics uh like social like uh sociology like um is there a god religion all that was so intertwined mm. into every conversation yeah. that i'm like yeah this is life this is yeah, what it's about yeah. like can I answer that question but if you know what i mean that, that to me really turns me on like i'm kind of like wow that's, that's these amazing. are amazing conversations that's yeah. the stuff that bores me to tears really I'm Jenna like, smiled through the whole lot of that. Uh, she went, wow, that really is amazing because yeah, that is boring yeah. as fuck. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, philosophy and that. That's oh, very funny. That's very God, funny. I just can't. I don't know what it is about that. I had to take a philosophy course in college and it was like, is the table really here? And I'm like, yeah, it's really here. What the fuck, man? Oh, and I was just like, this is not my cup of tea. No. Yeah, I did not. One, one, uh, one of the gang in the class got really fucking wound up by Socrates the other day and I was like, I was like, 
Jesus. And she was like, he's that fucking bollocks, isn't he? And I was like, uh, like I, she, he was like, he won't, a-, and he, she's right, he won't answer ev- anything. So if somebody came to the table with a point of view on something, Socrates' thing was basically he would break it down and go, well, why this or why that? And why do you believe that? Leave you five minutes later going, I don't know why I even believe in anything. Yeah. And that was the point of him. And she was like, oh, he's a fucking prick, isn't he? He's blah, blah. But I was like, I, 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 well, I don't know. I certainly was. I responded to it kind of, yeah, but isn't that important in society? No, you should just like, this is what we believe. Get on with it. And so that's, so I was like, that's interesting. That's society, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody's just accepting what the system is and just get on with it. This is what we do. Boom, boom. And I'm kind of going, yeah, but how do you find out like who's the corrupt fucker here or who's, yeah, exactly. is the system really working for everybody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this guy that's getting wound up in your class, like, these are fascinating. Sorry, this woman, sorry. Uh, these are fascinating moments. I remember every single class I took, there was always that one person who just like took it to 10 every time. Right, okay. Because it's, and, and I felt it too in a lot yeah, of those Yeah, we classes. all do on some different level. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's challenging how you think about things. Yes. And for this woman, oh, he's a fucking bollocks, you know, just believe well, she what was you believe great, yeah. and get on with it. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, well, how does that reflect on you? She was you, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to think about anything or really break it down. Well, she essentially said that because she, she, was, she was great because she was like, oh, he's wrecking my head. He's fucking annoying me now because he's, he's questioning everything that I am and that's shaking the foundations of me as an individual. There you go. And I get that because I have that in my relationship with my girlfriend all the time. Mm. Whereas, uh, like, I always talk about the foundations of identity if you were to... This is just some shit I made up now, like a conversation that we had. But I said, think of the foundation of your identity, I said to Inej. You would say your nationality, that you're Portuguese, mm-hmm. your education that you had, your religion, that you're Catholic, even though that it's not like everything is like, you, you know, it's not a strict religious practicing, but it's a big part of her identity mm-hmm. is that she's Catholic. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, and her family. They're, they're all huge parts of her identity. Yeah. Um, and with me and all those things, every one of those is shaken. None of them is solid. Yeah. My identity of my nationality, it's mixed. And when I was yeah. growing up, that was a that was a more of an issue than it would be today. My religion was fucking a nightmare because um my dad was so strict into what he was doing, but it was so against what everybody else was that made me different. And it was so strict in my home that I was constantly having this battle about whether God was watching me or not, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. My education, I went to so many different schools before I didn't finish. So all those foundations between the two of us that make up you Inez's identity are so solid that she doesn't question any of it. Mm. Culturally, she speaks and she um, expresses herself in certain ways because she's a product of all that culture. Yeah. And whereas I question all of it. And, yeah. she, and that, that drives her up the fuck. Like she will defend herself aggressively if I ask a question about certain things. And I'm fine with asking. I'm not doing it to manipulate. I'm not doing it to, to aggravate whatsoever. Yeah. But the fact that I am very comfortable with not knowing the answer to certain things drives her up the walls. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's, yeah, I th- and it's interesting to me she's holding so tightly onto it mm. having left her, where she's from. Yeah. Because I think when you move somewhere else, you are forced to really look at yourself and shed a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, I know that happened to me when I mm. moved here, just about who I thought I was and yeah, how I yeah, communicated yeah. with people. That all had to change. Yeah. Uh, just culturally, it wasn't wildly different over here, but it was different enough. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I, I had to really rethink a lot of things. I don't think she's the only... See, that's why there, there would be conflict between the two of us, because I would be the only thing really that is forcing her into a shift because... Um, because of because of who I am, the fact that I am not of the things that uh, uh, that where she's from, because she's on a daily like hour by hour contact with all of her mates uh, and her friends. Uh, sorry, her family. They're on the phone to each other twenty four seven. But even here, her, a lot of her uh, friends would be Portuguese speaking. Right. Okay. So that just brings it back a little. But yes, yeah, she's forced in loads of different ways. Absolutely. But there's she, there's still very strong ties to all yeah. that stuff because of technology as well. You're able to do that, um, and uh, and even her daughter, she speaks they speak Portuguese to each other all the time. So culturally, in a lot of ways, like I'm shocked somehow, um, some of the time how uh, Inej would be ignorant to a lot of the ways of Ireland or Irishness. And that's because, for example, we have a TV now that is connected to the regular terrestrial channels, mm. but she's only started seeing Irish TV now. Wow, how long has she been here? 
three oh it was three years a couple of days ago oh. literally wow uh four days ago was three years yeah okay um so yeah so she's only listening to irish radio and like so because technology has changed everything you're not obliged to to take in lots yeah. of aspects of the culture yeah she still listens to uh portuguese music etc cetera, etc cetera, and the news like it can still all be portuguese as well you know jesus yeah it's that but, uh, that's a whole other interesting question it about, is inter- about moving into a different culture but still trying to remain immersed in your own I, I like I wouldn't say that she would be doing that per per se, but like you do, like I've experienced, like I worked when I worked in the building sites with the Polish lads, for example. They had absolutely no, by their own admission, no interest in learning English or um or become or in now loads of Polish people have done. I'm not saying all. I'm talking about these yeah. guys in particular. These guys were all about coming here, living together. Like even lunch breaks, they wouldn't sit with us, and or they would all stay together. No interest in immersing in the society of Ireland whatsoever. Make the money, send it home, build a big house, boom, 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 boom. And that happens in loads of different cultures. You'll see that in London. There's plenty boroughs of London where people don't speak any English at all. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's one of the aspects of immigration. It is. I I wonder that is it healthy. Um. I is it, is it healthy? I mean, I that's suppose, a good social science question. I suppose it depends. Like, say these Polish guys, the builders, mm-hmm. were they eventually? Was the plan to eventually go home? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if they're over here to make the money to send back, yeah. okay, they have a time frame. Yes, they're working yes. within. Yeah. But I suppose if if you emigrate and you're but that that that, that even that aspect of the emigration, let like let's understand the parameters of that as well it wasn't like they were coming over for just a year these guys were here for a few years mm. left the families behind living in situations where it's probably all men there yeah uh, so probably not living in the best situations because all the money was about being sent not that they were making really good money yeah but they weren't going to be spending it on their accommodation in ireland sure that brought like about a drinking culture which means they just get drinking every night yeah so like i you know i would see the state of them some days on the building side like whew, there is a like sweating vodka yeah. I'm telling you mm. um, but also like it, it's fine and they've got wives and kids yeah you know and they're quite happy to see them once every uh, year or whatever but they're sure also, the wives are happy yeah, too. They're like, but they'll be doing but they'll be doing this for like it's not just a year five six seven years you know what I mean that's God. a big deal yeah that's I just find that whole world like really fascinating yes just about that relationship you then have with your partner. Yes. W- what kind of relationship do you have with your children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just becomes about really being the provider. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I don't, I don't and know. The, and, and like that, that is interesting from a point of view of like they're from a generation that experienced communism. Mm-hmm. So their mindsets in so many ways were so different because like they were like, the, the the probably the families were 150 percent behind them sorry you can go somewhere else and make us lots of money so that we have more than other people yeah see you later yeah and and like no matter how painful it is no matter how what a shitty situation you live in i get to drink and i get to work and make money say no more yeah, and yeah. Th- there's no conversation about it just go and do it so the mindset it's hard for you and me to, sitting here next to a lovely warm fire yeah, I know. to <laughs> contemplate that got my at fairy all. cakes and my tea yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but those guys were going through like went through communism yeah it's just like this is fucking freedom to them yeah it's absolutely. nuts it's well, I, th- nuts. I, I think uh getting away from your family uh, living in a communal space with your, you know, mates and drinking yourself <laughs> sick every night is probably freedom for a lot of other people yes, too. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, there you go. I mean, as per usual, Jenna, we have all the oh, laws and we go deep. We do we go, go deep. We go deep, man. <laughs> um, so it's, I mean, it's the last few minutes, but I like, um, okay. but like. Okay, well, let me say this. No pressure. Oh, she's looking at her notes now. Yeah, Sorry. I've got, I got my notes out. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, my clipboard. Well, first of all, I just want to say, um, I'm really grateful, Stephen, that you did invite me on this podcast, whenever that was. Um, I'm still kind About of shocked by it. About a year and a half ago. I'm, I don't. I still don't understand. I didn't really think we were that close. And um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're sh- you're shocked at the initial. Um, yeah. 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 Why yeah. did he even ask me? But yeah. um, I'm really glad you did because. Yes, you are completely personable. You're Thank a lovely you. person to sit with and have a chat with. It never seemed like any work. And 
I just, um, I'm so glad that people responded to it and that they wrote lovely things and said, you guys entertained me. Yes. And yeah. I just think that's, that's high praise indeed. Oh, absolutely. Um, so thanks for taking a chance on me. And now we're kind of, we're like friends. Like I stay after the podcast Absol and we continue to chat. Well, yeah, but also like, let's not like, it's one of those weird friendship things that like, because I would have called into you in the cafe on and off over the years, like if I was in South William Street or whatever. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I said a street. There's loads of cafes. There are loads there. of cafes. It's loads of cafes. There's it's loads totally of cafes fine. there. Oh, shit. I don't think all the members of the podcast are going to meet up on South William Street. All right. Okay. Fan out. Fan out, everybody. Find the loud American. We don't know what she looks like. You got to listen. 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 All these people just sticking their heads in. Yeah. They're just here in one particular cafe. Who are these happy people? Jay Jesus, there get she the is. Yeah, get her. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know what the point I was making there now. It's at the top. lost on me. Um, but oh yeah, but that I used to call into you um, sporadically because I think I finished working. We finished working together eight years ago. Yeah. No, it was maybe, a short. We didn't maybe work seven together years that ago. long. No, we didn't work together that long. Oh yeah, because I went on to another place. So I think it was seven years ago I left. Yeah, because I went to work somewhere else before I went to London. And I went to London, and when I would come home, if I was ever around, I would go uh, knock. So I'd see you very sporadically. It might yeah. be once or w every two years or something yeah, like that yeah. uh, over a course of years. But it was always like great to see you. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and um, and but then it was because uh, we we were all still talk about the things that we were doing. Like you know, if I was doing an acting gig or you were thinking about doing something yeah. or cetera, I think about doing lots of you things, think about and doing for things, years. Yeah. And yeah. we'd have loads of conversations because that's what we talked about when we were working together. But we did have great crack. And the reason I did ask you is because I always have a sense of if I say um, I'm going to do something for someone, I always feel I, I, I genuinely feel that. And then I, that doesn't go away because then every time I see you, I'm like I said that we do that thing or I said that. <laughs> we, so it's, it must have come up in conversation at some point at some at some time. And then I didn't know when I started the podcast, the first 10 I did were like interviews, other comedians and all that. And I realized that's interviewing. Yeah. So I didn't realize till 10 hours into podcasting that I'm, I'm interviewing here. And that wasn't satisfying me on a creative level. I didn't want to just be an interviewer. Yeah. So then I realized the difference of like having a co-host or conversational stuff. Uh, and yet there never really was anyone else. There was never. I remember asking you. <laughs> oh, Stephen. I remember asking you and you were kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, kind of like that. Um, and and that was it. I, I always knew it would work. I, n I never doubted that. And I never, I never doubted that it would be funny, um, because we would just have to do our thing. I'd learned enough from being doing ten episodes of how it worked, and I would follow my intuition that when you came on the podcast, that whatever that was, as we would grow and build it, mm. that we would just find our way that way, and we did absolutely. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've had some. Like I was listening to, you know, there's a, the, one of the episodes with you and me on it is called Anal Garlic. <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> and i went back and listened to that and that it's called anal garlic because we talked on that episode oh. about anchoad <laughs> we were going on about oh, anchoad forever yes. and then you told me about the the one guy that you had <laughs> you had anal sex with in the play oh, no. <laughs> and he said he said like i don't think we had anal sex and you're like ah oh, i think we i think i fucking remember who's been in my asshole <laughs> Because, and he was like, no, no, I don't think we did. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you don't remember? when I thought I had lived that down here on the final episode, my anal sex resurfaces. Oh, my God. But... But it was, uh, no, we, you, I mean, we forget, I mean, the thing is about the podcast is, well, we forget exactly what we've said straight away, but that lives in people's heads for, I'm so sorry, <laughs> everybody, I am so goddamn sorry, <laughs> my anal sex lives um, in your head, <laughs> of course, that was in the best of last, that I put up this week, oh, good, oh, it good. was so funny, oh, man, but, um, yeah, but I just, I just believe that the, the fun that we had, working together could be translated into something mm. and it's kind of i think sometimes i mean this is me talking in hindsight now a realization of this whole process of you and i working together on this i think sometimes 
when you get on with somebody and then you you're both creative and then you think oh we should do something together and then it never goes anywhere i mean that's happened time and time again yeah. to all creative people because sometimes you just need the the business person in that situation to kind of go okay here's the plan here's what you guys need to do creatives aren't very good at doing that together but but it, it would always be coming like oh so, so do we write a play together or do we do a sketch group or do we do blah 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 yeah, yeah. But essentially what you and I have done on the podcast is just what we would have done if we were working. Yeah. We And I've often thought that when I'm working at the cafe, if I'm working with just the right person, yeah. it's the funniest goddamn oh, thing that's ever... You, and you know, you've worked in enough cafes. Ever. Oh my God. It's just the stuff that comes out and you're <laughs> doubled over with laughter and people are walking in the door going, what in the fuck is happening back there? And yeah, you can't yeah. keep a straight face. And you can't explain any of it because it's not going to make any sense. No, but it's priceless oh like the stuff God. that you come out with so, so if we do come back right officially as a duo just doing our own show you know is it called behind the bar or something like that i don't know <laughs> Jesus. is it called get your own goddamn coffee i'm busy <laughs> yeah yeah because that's what it's like when it gets like that and then a customer walks in it's like oh fuck off yeah now you're interrupting i'm actually doing something <laughs> very entertaining back here oh yeah um, so that I, th- I like i think that's what exactly what we've done we've kind of taken that energy and just um put it into this that plus the ability that you have to talk about a lot of different things um Thanks, thanks for letting me air all of my wankiness. Thanks for letting me be as pretentious as, as I wanted to be. <laughs> Thank you. I think, uh, but I, I anyway, like n- not to put uh, pressure at all on you, like the Joyce situation, but at least you know you can do it. Yeah. Jo- Joyce was the cigarettes. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, you can podcast. And I certainly think it's a medium that you're naturally... You don't understand, Jenna. You don't understand this. I've, I've had, I've made podcasts that I can't put out because they're that bad <laughs> right that's not with you with, with and that you, i was the, like i should hope the pe- not. <laughs> people who listening know who they are and even comedians not just because you're a comedian does not mean you can podcast no um so it's uh and you can you know how it works you know how to your lover right would oh. be well <laughs> mm. I uh, see so you tried to make that you tried to make that a negative sound at the beginning, but it sounded like you were horny. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Like I wish my lover was here now. I said your lover and you went, mm. Oh god, that's not what I meant. I meant Ew. there. <laughs> but he's technically gifted on that side. So I would say sound wise you have a producer. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh then after that it's like, yeah, uh, how do you you know, what do you want to do? Yeah, what do I want to do? Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. Yeah, indeed. It's, you've seen how easy it is. It is easy. Great. So <laughs> it's I'm not easy. saying that you have to ha- have a podcast at all, no. But we will be back in some format, I think, at we some will. point. You never know. We might just do a monthly thing or we Christmas are, reunion. Brilliant. All right, brilliant. we're doing that. We might, wouldn't it be funny get we got hammered? No, because we don't really do that. We'll mm-hmm. get hammered on sugar, probably. We would. <laughs> Everybody, fairy cakes, go, go, go. <laughs> um, yeah, we will. We'll come back and do a Christmas show. Shout, do you want to say anything to the listeners? I don't know any of you, but <laughs> I do know this. I like you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening, guys. That That is certainly it. I know I said that the last time, but I did feel bad about Jenna not getting to say goodbye. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I did say this on the on the last week. Like, this, uh, Literally, I don't have a bad thing to say about this oh. experience. Well, not until the blooper reel. The bl- <laughs> <laughs> We've I have had to bleep a few, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. There have been some boo boos, <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't been bad. It no, hasn't no, been no. Bad. no one's been, getting sued. No one's getting sued. <laughs> not this week. I had to bring. Oh, I'll, I can say. I nearly said the, the actor's name again. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, he's just like it. putting a hand out. No, 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 don't no. do it. I had to cut all that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but thank you so much, uh, and I'm glad Jenna got to say goodbye to you guys and uh, we'll be back um, I, I don't know when we'll be back oh I, I was going to read out this other email Una emailed in literally um, the shortest paragraph ever, ever the last episode and then as you can see loads of crying emojis Aww. I'm going to really miss it but thanks for brightening up a lot of my working days over the last year Aww. thank you so much Una and uh, Jenna will be uh, look if Jenna has a podcast coming out or something we'll do something we'll, we'll do, do something, something. Write, write a book do a book reading I don't know Peace and love, everybody. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. One hour and two minutes. (laughs) 
This is where the jingle. I'm just leaving in all the after shit now because jingle, jingle, jingle. Have you even heard the jingle at the end? No. Is there a jingle? Oh God Almighty, Jenna. Okay. I when are you gonna pick this up? I didn't listen to the podcast. Is this still recording? <laughs> is this on? <laughs> that would be good. I've always hated you, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, this would be really good if they actually heard all the after stuff and then I'm they were like, "Sick of acting like, like we're for friends." Fuck's sake, Jenna, will you be funny for once? <laughs> that was too loud. The neighbors heard that. Don't hit me again, Stephen. Jesus, get back in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it smells bad. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.